rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Welcome to Fallen Kingdom, where we return to Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And in this episode, we're discussing minute 43 of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But before we get to that, David, heading over to jurassic Pedia once again, we got the article up here, uh, Bicycle Claw of the uh, the Carnotaurus. One of those animals yeah, the car- goes back deep into the... Oh, one of those animals that goes back deep into the uh, the franchise lore, and finally, finally we get the creature on screen, and it's glorious. Yes, yes. The <laughs> Carnotaurus, like you said, is one of those fan favorites that have been around since the Lost World novel. And finally getting it into the um, movies just now, it's beautiful. It's a great design. I mean, it has the scaly, spiky stuff, which I guess they did skin uh, tests and found it didn't have that. But besides that, the animal is perfect. The design is perfect. I mean, I'll even take the spikes because, I mean, that's kind of a hallmark of the creature design. I'm kind of going as far back as Disney's Dinosaur Ride. Yeah, know? yep, yep, true, true. And even just the, the, the red colouring too, sort of, it might be a bit of an, an homage to that red, original Red Rex, but uh, seeing, and I was sort of, even reading reading the Dress Park novel, you sort of hear the Rex described as being that, that dark red, deep red, and that and you sort of think... Yeah, but I've seen the film and it looks a whole lot better. <laughs> Whereas here they um they finally put those colours to screen, even though it's not on the T Rex, and it looks it looks good. And I would actually want to see that Red Rex now that isn't uh, isn't just a toy. But um, we we talked uh, a couple of minutes ago about the uh, the design for the Baryonyx. We're going to talk next minute or in a couple of minutes time about the design for the Allosaurus. This this seems like either someone was uh, had a lot more time to work on this kind of tour model or. Uh, there's a fan there that wanted wanted to show wanted to shine because, as you said, like the pebble texture of the skin, just the CG art of it. I think maybe because it's standing here in the open, it's not in a dark room with lava lighting the lighting the CG room, uh, or later trying to run. It that doesn't end well for the for the animal, and we'll get to that next minute. But it. Um, yeah, I just I just love everything involved, and we did talk. I think back in Jurassic World, uh, or even the uh, when we done the recap for Fallen Kingdom uh, review. Unfortunately, not having the camouflage ability, they've used that sort of pop the cherry on that, doing it for the Indominus Rex. Which I suppose there's no reason why it need to camouflage here. That was a completely different sequence yeah. in the Lost World novel. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if we did get. A brief, brief shot of it camouflaging when they're all ooing and ahhing about the Brachiosaur in Main Street. That could have been a little spot there to have it, and we know it's there, but they don't know it's there. Just after Wheatley mm-hmm. said this, this area is not secure. Well, of course the the, the Carnotauruses have come in and made their territory, but Camp Cretaceous will tell us otherwise. It's <laughs> it's Rexy's Rexy's home now. So yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of the camouflage ability, I remember for the Jurassic Park Legacy um, RPG that they had that for when we were coming up for some kind of like revamps for it, like new way, new ideas for the species and 
for the Carnotaurs um, camouflage ability, I came up with the idea that they didn't like uh, lightning and uh, thunderstorms because the lightning, going back to that flashlight scene from the novel, the lightning messed with their camouflage ability. And, they, and so they didn't like hunting or really being out. They, they got shy during lightning storms. Interesting. I wonder if that um, that's another reason why they sort of wanted the urban environment so they could more shadow, more like mm-hmm. you haven't got trees blowing in the wind with moving shadows and that you've sort of got those hard, hard ang- uh, angular shadows that they could hide. Yeah. Well, even remember, even during the day, they the territory changed to being raptor territory mm. and the raptor stayed out of there at night because of the Carnotaurus. But during the day, the Carnotaurus stayed out of there because of the raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, great, great article here up on the animal itself. Uh, a bit of its uh, prehistory, um, and it's uh, some of it, the ways it's come into the franchise before this point as well. But um, Demon Carno, <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, so for this article and many more, head over to Jurassic-Pedia.com. Relax. Anything in here be dead by now. Dave, we're going to get a minute 43 of Fallen Kingdom. Yep. All right, minute 43 of Fallen Kingdom opens with the gang hiding behind a fallen tree and ends with a dinosaur fight. A little bit better dinosaur fight than the last one we've seen, maybe. <laughs> uh, as we end minute 42, the old gang was back together and uh, catching their breaths behind a large fallen tree as a stampeding apatosaur crashed through one section of the tree. Uh, as you said last minute, it would have been good to get a bit of dialogue here so they the characters could catch up on what exactly was going on. But I suppose that's just quick pacing we have here and quick editing to uh, to get us off the island in the next couple of minutes. As we continue in a minute 43, um, we get some issues here as uh, we get the herbivores once again becoming movie monsters. And um, instead of uh, flocking and invading this object like the Gallimimus would, they all just seem to take their turn at crashing through this fallen tree that the uh, cast hiding behind and the fallen tree seemingly just sitting there rocking, not moving, when it's being impacted by Triceratops and Eurofin <laughs> crashing into it. Um, mm-hmm. if, if well, I this... think they're kind of taking a page from, like, Running of the Bulls here, where with these big animals are panicked, they're spooked, and so they're going to crash through anything that's in their way, even if it's a log. Yeah, I'm sort of getting a, a original Lost World or um, King Kong vibe here as well. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen this sort of going back to those old serials of just when someone's stuck in a stampede, they they do sort of t- it's to build the suspense. They take out sections of whatever they're hiding behind. Um, I think I've even seen bulls and that going through brick walls that people are hiding behind. <laughs> but that might be a jackass skit. I don't. <laughs> 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 I, can't, I can't I can't quite nail down where I've seen that. But uh, yeah. Um, but by the end of it, every single part of the tree has been destroyed. Even the bit that they're hiding behind, um, it sort of gets knocked off to the side. And uh, no one's injured. No one's been hit by an animal tail or any debris from this tree exploding whatsoever. They're just left standing there beside the uh, the abandoned gyrosphere as the uh, herbivores continue to run by. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the large animals does brush past the gyrosphere, however, causing it to roll forward slightly, uh, putting it right in the position that they can enter into it through the side door and uh, Alan points and shouts, go, go, pushing Claire and Franklin towards the open door. 
I know it's supposed to be safe inside. They probably assume it's got no power, so it's not going to lock them in there. But I suppose they haven't got many options at this point. They, even though it's only a two-seater and there's three of them. Um, it well, it's good to stop a 50-cal bullet or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes. Going back to that that video, <laughs> to a video of... Uh, uh, I don't remember his name now. Let's see how important it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, that's the one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking Jimmy. He's like, Jim, not Jimmy Olsen, that's Superman. Claire and Franklin quickly climb inside and put their seatbelts on. Uh, Claire sees Owen just standing there and yells to get in, but Owen's uh, eyes are on something else, and that's when we get the reveal of the Carnotaurus. Right here, uh, beside the hamster ball, uh, its eyes locked on Owen. Some of somewhat of a ninja being able to appear out of nowhere mm. like this. It does make you wonder if it was originally chasing or running with at the back of the herd of those herbivores, or if it's just heard them coming through the jungle and come over to investigate and seen these nice, tasty little humans standing here by the hamster ball or not. That I do kind of have issue with because I don't believe a real animal would stop to grab a snack while it's panicking you know i mean well, sure it'll be aggressive it'll be snapping out at anything but i don't think it's going to stop and say oh you know what i know what i could use in the middle of this volcanic eruption a snack <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we're going to get that same thing with the helosaurus later wanting to try and go for them when it's running as well uh, and, and the fact that the only way they really survive this encounter and the T-Rex encounter is a shockwave from the volcano sort of um, causing the Tyrannosaur to lumber off after the shockwave hits. I nearly, and this is probably fan speculation completely here, but I'd nearly sort of think that there's a game trail here or something that the, herb, uh, the carnivore has been using. The Carnosaur has come Maybe. across there. It, it only explains why the Tyrannosaur appears out of nowhere as well. It's sort of on the same game trail uh, and comes across them at the same point. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to wrap your head around making uh, making all this fit, but again, we've we've gloated over the design. I think it's my favourite new animal that's been introduced into the new trilogy. Um, I've picked up most of the toys, including the super colossal one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think we've said enough about the the, the Carnotaurus. Uh, the big theropod steps around the drive-thru, lowering its head down to Owen. It's seemingly fixed on Owen, but now uh, its head's right next to Franklin, and. Um, and it's here that we miss all the added detail that's so good in the movies, in the novels. Um, being able to get, you get the description of the smell of the carnivore, the flesh, the, the, the smell of decay that surrounds a carnivore. Mm-hmm. But um, that's little eye here just darting back and forth in the socket looking at Owen. And then um, the little fresh uh, jelly humans in the glass jar just, I, I, I assume this is animatronic, but I'm guessing it's all CG. Yeah, it was all CG, but they did have a miniature head to react to. Okay, yep, yep. One thing here that I feel like if, and I'm not really, I mean, I don't expect, I obviously don't expect people who direct or act in movies to know this kind of thing because it's not their business. But I almost feel like there should have been somebody, like an, I mean, like an animal specialist or something on set to kind of give them direction on how to react these animals because even going back to the first movie one of the things they note in the book was how the tyrannosaurus just stunk you could smell it before you saw it Mm -hmm. and um 
we get right up on it in the first movie and Grant doesn't really make a any kind of um, reaction. The th- Rexy's breathing on him and it's, I mean, most people would probably be, be gagging at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I have bad breath. I can imagine <laughs> an animal like the Tyrannosaurus that literally lives on rotting meat or even the Carnotaurus, which probably has flecks of rotting meat in its in its teeth. I mean, you I know that Owen kind of remarked that Rexy smells, but I mean, there's kind of I mean, there's no really kind of visual cue with the acting, no kind of scrunching of the face or any kind of reaction that you would expect from somebody who's smelling a very 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 foul smell. Like I mean, I can imagine my and this is just because from my work, the smell of broken cans of cat food it's horrible i mean and you can smell it from 50 feet away sometimes if it gets bad enough but Mm. it's just it's that kind of smell that just curdles your stomach you know yeah well i used to work in a a pork abattoir so yeah same thing there if anything wasn't refrigerated by the end of the day God help you if there's stuff that's <laughs> been hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, and I wonder if it's just because of the fact that we don't have air quote smell of vision or whatever else <laughs> on on these movies. But it is it is something of of when there's been a circus come to town. Sometimes you get photo opportunities with lions and that, and you can smell smell them before you even get in the, the tent <laughs> where they've been chained yeah. up and to uh, to sit beside them. Mm-hmm. It, it almost. I mean, and plus you know what like large herbivores that would kind of stink like their own poop you know yeah 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 we discussed like all this a horse or an elephant or something yeah we discussed all this when the sinoceratops was given Owen a lick on the face <laughs> <laughs> yes you could say right well the wind wasn't blowing the right direction but a lot of the times in these movies where we have uh carnivores making surprising jump scares or that sort of stuff nine times out of ten you'd think yeah you would smell you would smell the creature before um mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. I mean, the smell emanates. I mean, even with the wind, you you get close enough to these animals, you're going to smell them regardless of which direction the wind is, you know? Yeah. Even early when Owen's walking up on the on the Explorer, like, we knew, even though it wasn't seen on the film, we know Stegazilla was there uh, decomposing. So mm-hmm. it's a shame we don't. I don't even think we get flies in that scene when Owen's walking up, unlike uh, RJ and Roland trying to get close yeah. to Rex's nest and they're pretty much being carried mm-hmm. away by flies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Owen uh, having trained with the raptors, you could almost expect him to kind of be almost used to the smell. Mm. But you know Franklin's going to gag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Claire probably too. <laughs> well, you could still be used to a smell, but it can still still affect you. But True. Trying to think now, I think that, that T-Rex nest sequence is the only real... There may be some ADR buzzing when Ellie's deep in in poop, but um, I don't think we really get any concept of smell after after that scene in the Lost World. Oh, when they're digging uh, through. Just, the, I was going to say, say Jurassic Park three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even then, like it's it's on their it's up their arms. I don't think there's any flies there because it's fresh. But um, no, there were definitely flies. In fact, oh, okay. they're steaming. yeah all right and i think that owen reacted to the smell of the 
in Dominus Poop in the deleted scene when Claire starts uh, rubbing it. Yeah, himself. yeah, yep. And he's kind of he kind of makes a disgusted face like, oh god, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, speaking of Alan, uh, he slowly moves around behind the gyrosphere, sort of keeping that that ball between him and the Carnotaurus's face. Um, and this gives it the opportunity to see uh, the lone Cynoceratops running down the valley near him. Obviously, uh, whether it's late to the party, it's 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 fallen well behind the the, the other herd, whether it's been injured or whatever. But uh, the Carno changes uh, charges first, biting the big herbivore's head crest and then ramming ramming it head to head. But as the mid ends, having four feet on the ground is more advantageous than having two, and the Carnotaur slips in the wet grass and falls to the ground. So we get started Dino fight here. Um, we're going to finish mm-hmm. it and uh, and looking more into that next minute. So last minute as they ran ahead, this is another comparison, uh, stampeding herd, Owen sees the band drives here and yells to Franklin and Claire to get in. But before they jump in, um, the Carnotaurus uh, separated them from the stampede and blocked his escape. As it stalked Owen around the gyrosphere, it lunged at him, knocking the big glass ball forward and down the hill. Its doors snapped closed and Franklin and Claire were trapped inside, so we're going to see that next minute anyway. And uh, this leaves Owen standing in the open by himself as the Carnotaurus steps uh, closer to attack. So we're going to get into that next minute. There's no Cynoceratops, it's just straight into the T-Rex saving the day <laughs> in, in the novel. Um, Dave, I think that's all for minute 43. Uh, we'll uh, get out of here and come back next week with uh, another minute. All right, sounds good.